everyone, and welcome to another episode of the DS30 podcast. My name is Ana Rochevar, and this is one of the special podcast episodes that we prepared for you. As many of our listeners likely know, at Pragmatic, the data incubator, we run an eight-week data science fellowship where we take successful applicants and through a series of lectures and hands-on projects, we equip them with the skills to become data scientists. One of the important parts of that program is what we call a capstone project. It is a project that each fellow comes up with on their own and they work on it throughout the duration of the program. So for this DS30 episode, we have chosen to present to you one of the best projects from the Winter Fellowship cohort. I will be joined by Matt Sternke, whose project focused on helping voters learn more about their local politics by comparing less known local politicians to the more well-known national figures. Let's jump right in. Hi, Matt. Thank you so much for being with us. Hi, Anna. Thank you so much for having me. So um, I thought that we would start our conversation with maybe just first having you briefly introduce yourself to our listeners. Uh, yeah. Uh, so my name is Matt Sternke. I'm, uh, I recently received my PhD in biophysics from Johns Hopkins University. Um, I more recently attended the Data Incubators Data Science Fellowship for the winter 2021 cohort, um, and I currently live in the unreasonably warm for the moment New York City. <laughs> um, that's great to hear. I used to live in New York, so when you say a nice, when you paint the picture of a nice warm New York, my heart melts. All right, um, so I uh, wanted to talk to you, of course, about your capstone project. So. Um, Maybe we could start with first just um, you telling us about what your project is about. What problem uh, does it solve? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so as you alluded to uh, in the intro, Anna, my project is about really trying to inform um, interested voters on their local politicians. Um, so it's a, I would say it's a project that was kind of born out of my own ignorance on the topic. Um, so I started really kind of thinking about this project. It was a little bit before the elections last year in 2020. And I knew that there were some really important, important elections on the national scale. Um, and in these elections, I, I more or less knew who I was going to vote for. I knew what the candidates stood for. So I had a good idea of, of how I wanted to vote in those elections. Um, but at the time, so I was currently then living in Baltimore, Maryland, and there was this whole other set of elections on the, the city level and the state level. And kind of admittedly, I, I didn't know as much about these elections um, and the people running in these elections as I should have. So when I started to thinking about a project I'd be interested in, I, I really wanted to, to design a tool that would help me learn more about these politicians on, on the local scale that I didn't know as much about. Makes perfect sense. So it was kind of born out of personally looking for a solution, um, if I understand correctly. 
Um, was there any indication that that problem you decided to solve was also possibly widespread? It's probably not, not just you doesn't know uh, much about local politics. It sounds to me like we all are very confused about local politics. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, in fact, I know I'm not alone in this. Uh, and it's, it's actually, as you said, it, it is a pretty widespread problem. And I know there was a, a recent survey out of uh, researchers out of Johns Hopkins I think it came out in uh, 2018, uh, where they found they, they sampled uh, thousands of, of, of people around the country and just kind of asked them, do you, how, what do you know about local politics? And, and the results I thought were pretty shocking. They found that less than one in five people could name their state legislators. Um, and they found that only about one in three people could name their, their state governors even. So it's, it is a widespread problem. Um, and I think it connects to um, an even wider spread problem um, that is important as well is just eligible, the turnout among eligible voters for local elections is, can be abysmally low. And there are some very prominent U.S. cities that have, at least in 2016, single digit uh, voter turnout percentages um, among eligible voters. So. I think these two things are connected. I think uh, if voters were able to, to be more informed on their local politicians, they might be more um, inclined to engage in lo local politics as well. So kind of on, on both of these levels is, is a reason why I wanted to, to make this tool. Um, Very good. And so being faced with that problem, what was sort of the solution that you um, wanted to come up with and eventually then come up with? Yeah. Uh, so again, as you kind of alluded to in your intro, kind of motivated by my own thoughts and feelings, something that I figured is that kind of in my experience about the, the 2020 elections, I knew a lot of the national politicians. I knew who they were. I knew what they stood for. Um, and that wasn't the same for the local politicians. So I figured, well, a very useful piece of information that I could use to inform who I might want to vote for or who I might want to be interested in learning more about uh, would be if I could connect these local politicians, uh, even if I could connect and compare them to any of these national politicians that I know and I know for certain that I either like or maybe even dislike. Maybe I want to get more information on someone um, that I know is, is like this national politician, or maybe the opposite. Maybe I know a national politician who I don't want anything to do with, that I want to vote for someone who might kind of be as opposite as I can from them. So if I could really compare these local politicians to people that I know, and I know how their stances on uh, various issues, uh, that would be some information I could use uh, to, to inform my, my decisions uh, who to vote for and who to, to look more into to, to possibly vote for. Mm -hmm. Great. And then, so um, when you decided to make this sort of product, if you will, uh, which ended up being this web app, um, can you describe to us a little bit about how it works and actually kind of the whole process of how you built it? I guess that had many steps and components of, of building the whole solution. Um, so maybe, um, you can just describe very briefly kind of how it works for the user and then maybe what data went into um, uh, coming up with this solution. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, as you said, I uh, 
kind of the end product of, of my project is I built a, a web application um, that's hosted online where, so I'm currently in uh, New York City. Um, and so kind of in my own self-interest, I've, I've for the moment focused on the election for mayor that's happening this year in, for New York City. So the way my web app works is I've, um, I have kind of analyzed the set of candidates in the New York City mayoral race for the year. And what my web application does is allows users to enter a specific national politician and it will compare all the candidates um, and determine the similarities of all these candidates to this specific national politician that the user gets to enter um, on their own. So the, I, the, the first step in kind of ultimately figuring out how to do this is, well, I had to figure out how do I compare local politicians to, to national politicians? Uh, and there, I think there are many ways you could possibly do this, but I think it can be quite a difficult thing to compare politicians across levels of government. Uh, it would be easy if they voted on the same legislation so you could have a specific number of times, let's say, that they voted the same way on the same legislation. Uh, but that doesn't really exist for when you're comparing politicians across uh, different levels of government. Uh, so I had to find a different way to do that. And what I ultimately settled on was, well, they're not voting on the same issues, but something or the same legislation, but something that nearly all politicians do today is, is tweet. So I figured, well, I could analyze the, what these politicians are tweeting about uh, and use that as my comparison to determine how similar are these politicians based on the types of things they're, they're tweeting about and, and kind of the sentiment of these tweets um, that they're mm -hmm. tweeting. Very cool. So for any of our listeners who might not be as familiar with how one can gather Twitter data or how you get that, can you describe that process just a little bit, sort of how, how do you get the data from Twitter and um, what you did with it then? Mm -hmm. uh, so Twitter is, is very nice and, and kind and they have their own, uh, they have an API, um, which is basically uh, just a way that it allows us uh, to make a call to, to Twitter and, and gather uh, any kind of uh, tweets from any person that you want, uh, any Twitter handle, uh, you can collect their tweets using the, the Twitter API. Uh, actually something um, that I got out of the project is I actually didn't have a Twitter account before I started this and to use the Twitter's API, uh, you need to have a Twitter account. So um, one of the, the many things I got from this project, uh, one of them was <laughs> now I have my own Twitter account. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, and then, so you said that for a given a handle of a, of a politician whose tweets you would like to analyze, um, the API sort of returns, their, returns those tweets. Was there any kind of cleaning or any particular uh, data processing uh, in that step that you uh, could highlight um, sort of and how you prepared those tweets uh, to then be able to compare uh, politicians with one another? <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. There's a, a fair amount of, of cleaning and, and work to do on when you're using tweets uh, because tweets themselves are, are pretty are unstructured data and I mean, 
there's no, you can really tweet uh, just about anything. Uh, so you have to do some cleaning of, of the tweets to, to kind of really, one, clean them of, of things that maybe wouldn't be as helpful in determining what the politicians are tweeting about, um, but also just cleaning them up in, in terms of uh, getting rid of um, things like maybe um, punctuation. And so I can compare uh, words, maybe a word that ends a sentence that has a, a punctuation to it. I want that to, I want to look at just the word of that without the punctuation. So I would do things um, like clean the tweets to get rid of things um, like something you'll see a lot is people tweet links to certain websites. Um, and that's really hard to com compare, um, use that as information when you're comparing uh, different what people are tweeting about. So I clean things like to get rid of uh, when people are tweeting links to different are tweeting um, specific people, specific Twitter handles. Uh, so those are the kind of information that I would, I would clean um, from the tweets. Mm -hmm. And then also, so what, then what I get is I get these tweets, which is maybe a sentence or two, and I need some way to analyze that. Uh, so I need some way to kind of turn that, this, these sentences into data that I can analyze using some model. Um, and so what I do for that is I, I use various techniques in natural language processing um, to analyze these tweets. Mm -hmm. um, so I imagine that um, when when you say natural language processing, that's usually kind of um, um, how you can, well, you can do many things with it. But one thing would be that you can essentially uh, take some unstructured text, in your case, a tweet, I guess, and uh, do what's called vectorizing it, right? Where it kind of that text is then represented as some vector in some space and then your politicians become some vectors and then you can kind of uh, compute some sort of similarities between them. I imagine that's sort of uh, what you also did in your project, right? Yes, that's exactly the approach that I took. Um, and so you can kind of think there, there there's a lot different kinds of information that I can get from the collection of, of tweets. I can get information like, well, how often do these politicians tweet about certain words or certain phrases? Um, and how often do, what are the most important words and phrases that a specific politician tweets about um, relative to other politicians? So as one way I can vectorize these tweets is just kind of, try to determine the, the, the frequency of how often politicians are using specific words and tweeting about specific topics. Um, so that's one piece of information um, that I use to, to highlight uh, what topics and phrases and words the politicians were tweeting about. Another layer of, layer of information um, that I included is, well, what are these politicians saying about these key words and phrases? Um, and so to do that, I, I did, I guess, what we, called what we call sentiment analysis is I determined the sentiment of the tweets that contain these important topics and phrases that the politicians are, are tweeting about. Um, and I found that this was, was pretty important. You can imagine maybe there's two politicians who tweet a lot about, I don't know, let's say healthcare. 
Uh, one of them might be saying, our healthcare system is great, let's not change it. Um, another one might be saying, our healthcare system is terrible, we need to start from the ground up. Um, and so I wanted to incorporate this kind of information in it as well. So I chose to analyze the, the, the sentiment of the tweets um, mm -hmm. about these specific words and phrases. So when you have your um, vector then for every politician, presumably then um, what's the metric you, you choose to uh, compare them to one another? Yeah, so as you said, for each politician, what I get is uh, what ends up being kind of thousands of, of word vectors which contain the information about how often or the, the sentiment of the, the tweets uh, containing these words. So then I, I need some way to compare these vectors. And the metric that I ultimately uh, chose was to determine the, the similarities by using the, the cosine similarity, um, which generally just kind of tells me um, the similarity in, in this kind of word, abstract word vector space. Uh, do these two politicians kind of point in the same direction or not? So it gives me a nice metric on from one to, to negative one, which I think is a nice metric because that's kind of very easy to understand. Uh, if it's high and, and close to one, that means these two politicians are very similar. If they're complete opposites, that means uh, I'll get a cosine similarity of, of negative one. Um, so I think it's a really useful metric and very useful and easy to understand for people who may not know the specifics of how it works as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned, um... I guess a few um, things that you needed to use along the way to succeed in providing a solution for your problem. So you mentioned Twitter API and then natural language processing. Um, uh, we mentioned cosine similarity. Um, how about what are one of the, uh, or some of the uh, technologies that you used to, to do that? So to, to do your natural language processing um, and everything else that went into your web app. Yeah. So, uh, every all the the kind of analysis from getting the tweets to cleaning the tweets to analyzing the tweets, um, all of this uh, I did with uh, using uh, various libraries in, in Python. Um, I think Python is a, a a great tool for all of this uh, because a lot of there are, are many libraries out there that can do just about anything that you you want to do. So uh, really, kind of leveraging these these different uh, libraries that people have created in, in, in Python to scrape the tweets using the Twitter API to uh, perform the, the natural language processing um, and then using um, something like Flask, which is a library that I use to, to create my web application um, and then ultimately to deploy it with um, on Heroku uh, to put it on the web. Great. And uh, when you were doing all of this and um, using all of these tools, um, it sounds like the project had many steps, of course. Were there any kind of um, steps that were particularly challenging or were there in general any uh, challenges along the way that, that kind of stood out? <laughs> well, not as much of a challenge, but I, I will say that uh, doing this project was kind of one of the, the first times I had ever uh, ventured into the world of, of using natural language processing to 
to uh, analyze kind of this unstructured textual data. So uh, definitely um, kind of learning about the different techniques you can use um, in natural language processing um, was definitely something um, that I, I got, had to learn throughout doing this project. Um, and so that was fun to, to learn all of that stuff. And of course, um, the fellowship at, at, at TDI helped me quite a bit with, with all of that as well. Um, I'd say another challenge or, or something I had to, to spend a lot of time thinking about that I alluded to before is, I think there are, are different ways you can imagine using the information from the tweets to, to compare politicians. Um, and kind of the nature of this problem is, is unsupervised. Uh, so I didn't necessarily have any, let's say, ground truth labels that I could use to say, this is, ex this is how I should analyze these tweets to, to give me, this is exactly how uh, similar these two politicians are. Um, so I just spent a lot of time thinking about, well, what might be the best way to, how can I build my model um, to analyze these tweets and what information I should pull from them. So mm -hmm. uh, for that, I, it, it took a lot of kind of exploring the data, seeing, um, and then using some prior in knowledge about some politicians to, to really convince myself is, yeah, I, th I think kind of pulling out the, the uh, specific keywords and then analyzing the sentiments uh, gives me a, a robust model that I can use to compare these politicians. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. So um, as you mentioned, your app currently has the um, New York City's uh, mayoral uh, election candidates and um, a user can enter a tweet handle, Twitter handle of um, any um, national politician to find the most similar politicians from the New York City's um, election coming up. Um, do you have any uh, future plans for the app or any other features that you would like to add um, on top of that, that one that's already basically finished? <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, I would say probably the, the very next thing I would want to do for the app is, is really just to try and open it up to make it more useful for maybe people who don't live in New York City. Um, so like you said, right now I'm, I've, I've focused on the mayoral election in New York City, but I imagine people who don't live in New York City may want to use uh, a, similar, a tool like this and gain more information about uh, local politicians for their own races that they might be voting in. So I think the, the, the first thing I would want to do is kind of widen the scope of it and include more analysis um, for other races, I mean, maybe even other races around New York City to open it up to um, analysis for uh, races in other prominent U.S. cities. So I think, I think taking steps to, to make the app a, widen the scope of it uh, for right now is, is what I'm focusing on. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just curious if your app helped you decide who to vote for, now that you need to disclose to us, but <laughs> have you been using it for your own, get, for, for yourself getting informed about the local candidates? Oh, uh, certainly. Um, I, I don't remember if I said or not, but I've actually only lived in New York City for uh, a couple months now. I'm a very recent uh, transplant to New York City. Um, so I didn't have a great idea uh, coming into this. I didn't have a great idea of the, the candidates in general. So I think just working on this this project 
uh, one, just getting exposure to who the candidates are uh, has been very useful for me. And then I certainly have, I would say it's informed my kind of search space of, of who I want to look into more of who I might want to, who I think I might want to vote for um, in the elections. Well, the primary is coming up in June, but then the elections in November. Mm -hmm. Great. And so for anyone who is interested in finding more information about you or the app, where can they find that? Yeah, so the app is um, up online. You can find it at local-politician-twitter.herokuapp.com. Um, and if you're interested in finding more about me, you can find me uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, search for Matt Sternke. Great. Um, so as a, as a recent graduate, as you said, of the Data Incubators um, Fellowship Program, um, to conclude, I wanted to ask you if there's possibly any advice you might have for anyone entering the fellowship. Uh, maybe any advice in terms of how to um, get admitted, given that you successfully did that. Um, perhaps um, um, how to get ready for the fellowship or any advice on how to uh, be successful during it? Is there a kind of anything uh, that you think might be useful for anyone who's entering? Yeah, I would say for people who are considering um, maybe whether or not they want to pursue the, the fellowship, my advice would be I, I say go for it. I had a great experience uh, during it. Uh, I certainly learned a lot in a very short period of time and definitely I, I thought it uh, gave a, a, lot, a lot of value in, into me picking up skills that I wanted to learn. Um, and then for people who uh, maybe have been admitted to the fellowship, my advice would be to, as much as you can before it starts, try to, to brush up on the topics that uh, are going to be covered in the fellowship. Um, it's two months sounds like a long time, but it, it definitely is can be a whirlwind and you cover a lot of material very fast. So anything you can do to familiarize yourself with what you're going to be learning about will put you in a, a position to really get the most out of the, the fellowship, both what you're learning and then also in uh, doing your capstone project as well. Great. Matt, we're unfortunately out of time. I want to thank you so much for chatting with us. This was very useful. Um, and thank you again. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Anna. Mm -hmm.